to Lord of the Rings Sentence, your one-stop podcast for the most meticulous and detailed breakdown of J.R.R. Tolkien's most famous work, The Lord of the Rings. Uh, with me today is a guest you might know from TV shows like Afterlife or Bad Education, Ethan Lawrence. Ethan, hey, how's, how's it going, going today? Yeah, uh, I'm good. Really well, thank you. Uh, Thanks yeah, for coming on the, the show. No problem. The uh, Do you think everyone will be confused by the accent? Um, I don't think so, because if they've seen the movies, they, uh, they have heard, I get, is it British accents in the movies? Like, or they're doing sort of a general fantasy thing in that, those movies? I, th I th it's sort of, some of it's authentically British, some mm. of it's like cod British, because half the cast are Australian. Right. <laughs> and, um, obviously, um, uh, Sean Astin is Sam, that's, that's an American doing a, a, a I think a Dorset accent. I don't even know. Is, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a county in the south of England uh, that's um that well exactly like that you know talking like that there you go sort of farm away so I'm glad we're just uh, coming right out the gates with this you you are British yes <laughs> I'm American um should we do the the classic thing where you try to do an American accent I try to do the British accent get it out of the way get it out of our okay. system uh right so. Uh, my American's not very good, but uh, I'll give it a go. So uh, okay. I'm starting now. This is how uh, this is how I would do it. Uh, I don't That's know if bad. it's any good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's what they call standard American. Standard American. Dialect. Yeah. So it's, there's no inflection or anything. It's just yeah. sort of generic. But now it's on to you. Okay. Now it's on to me. Um, I'll try. I, I I don't think I can really really do it. Um, but here we go. Uh. <laughs> is that anything? I don't even know. It's sort of so, so London. It's, sort of it's London? not bad. Okay. Yeah. I could get really offensive and just go into like a hard cockney, just like ugly. Uh... I would love for you to do that right now. <laughs> hey, bruv. I, I, thanks for coming on the podcast. Bruv. In <laughs> <laughs> it. That's, that's things I know from the TV. Uh, never been. Never visited. <laughs> Well, you, you, you be, as long as you don't do that when you come everyone right. will be more than happy to see it. I, I would plan on just using my normal uh speaking voice um also, uh, we, standard we american love americans over here we're always big right. fans of seeing you I, I come from uh the south uh alabama so i i, I somehow never really got the the southern accent but um, oh, the, uh, the, yeah. pro the proper one right right <laughs> Um, so you reached out to me on Twitter and you told me yes. you were going to give me the, the British, uh, point of view. Um, so I, I'd like to know a little bit about like the, your experience and history with the Lord of the Rings, uh, from yourself. I see you've got like a, a second breakfast t-shirt on. Yeah. Um, second breakfast club. It's got all the, uh, all the Hobbit friends on it. Yeah. So, so what is, what would you say is like the, the, the British perspective? Like, what, what do you mean by that? And I'd like to know what, what we're getting into today. Uh, well, it's actually interesting because um, pe people know we re we record this out of time, right? Right. Because I've just listened to episode ten. Okay, yeah, it came out this uh, morning as of recording. Yes, where there was a discussion about the spelling of the word vigor. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brits spell uh, color, vigor, all these words. Uh, yeah, we just we like having extra wrong, use in but... things. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's, that's that's the way that works and i was i was sat there with my fist in my mouth just like ah no <laughs> he does know how to spell he does he was a linguist no no i know i know i know <laughs> all all in good fun but 
course. But <laughs> um, I think uh, the American way of doing it is easier for sure. Maybe. I don't know. The, the whole English language is just full of all kinds of uh, inconsistencies, no matter where you are. And I, 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 I don't know if any of it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, as, as I say, Tolkien was a was a was a linguist. Like, you know, mm. he his his entire background in uh, university education was like, I mean, he basically wrote Lord of the Rings just so he could show off that he'd invented a language. Right. 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 <laughs> um, and uh, so I suppose that's that's where I'm coming. I'm here to I'm here to right some wrongs and uh, oh, you know, really, yeah, really handle those British idioms. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. I mean, I've, it sounds like I need it because clearly it was it was written by a British person. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I've been doing my best week to week to just break it down from an American point of view, but you're right. I, I should be taking it back. Uh, any other like issues? I, I know vigor was one um, <laughs> that we ran into. So let me ask you this. The quotations so far have all been like a single apostrophe instead of like a typical like quote mark. Is that a British thing? I've, I've always noticed that in these books, but I've never known what that's about. To be honest with you, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, it, I hadn't even spotted it until you pointed it out. I it wonder, starts in the I mean, sentence obviously, nine. obviously, we're only a page or two in, so things may change right, as it true. goes on. I, I don't know if it's because they're it's a non-specific person that they, they were talking to. It was right. they, wasn't it? They said, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I don't know, but I'm sure eventually in the 700 years you have left to do this podcast. Oh, it won't take that long. It'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably get through it in a couple of years, um, but still one a week. <laughs> yeah, I haven't like really sat down to do the math, but I think I think we're we're fine. Okay, okay, be I, I I believe you. I trust you. <laughs> um, so and you showed me before we started recording your uh, your edition. The uh, it was a second edition of the Fellowship of the Ring. Yes, uh, so I'll, I'll I'll hold it up to the camera. Yeah, I and, might uh, post this I'll, online. Yeah, I'll, I can either, you can either screen grab this or i'll send a picture afterwards sure. to you uh but this is a second edition fifth impression uh of the fellowship of the ring that was released in 1970 so i am holding a Man. 51 year old book that's awesome uh currently a bit dog-eared well loved mm -hmm. uh but the most exciting thing about these is that in the back uh they contain a full map of middle earth yeah and so uh, with for people who are just listening, this like folds out from the book. Uh, uh, other editions have like a single page, but this folds out into like the size of, I guess, eight pages. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, yeah, maybe about an A3 or an A2. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it's pretty big. But yeah, I'll, I'll send you a picture over on the uh, once uh, either on the screen grab or anything like that. But it's very, very exciting. These belong to uh, to my, to my mother. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, they're as authentic as they get. That's awesome. And uh, so is this the edition you've read? Uh, now, here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I attempted to start reading Lord of the Rings when I was when I was but a tween. Mm -hmm. And I, the same got, thing. I think I got to about Rivendell. Gotcha. You may In have made it further than me, truly. And now this is my way of, of finally reading the books is by doing this podcast. And, and as soon as I found out, as soon as I learned of the podcast existence, I jumped on it mm. because I think this is probably the best way to do it. I think right. I tried to go in too hard too early. Exactly. You got to break it down because I get all confused when I hear when I read too many words at once, you know, but if I can really sit sit with just a few at a time, I think I can I can get through this thing. 
I think you're doing this exactly the right way. But um, my, my experience <laughs> Thank with... Thank you. <laughs> no, of course. Um, my experience with Lord of the Rings is almost entirely the uh, the the trilogy, the films. Mm -hmm. Are you an extended uh, cut fan or a theatrical cut? I'm an extended cut guy. You're an extended cut guy? Uh, I, I'd, I can't I get can enough of it. it. I, I disagree, but you know that that's fine. We can we can disagree. <laughs> I, I just think the theatrical cuts are perfect, and like the extended editions, like you can add to perfection, but you're not going to make it like more perfect. You know what I mean? That's sort of. And I I I I'm 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 am copacetic to that. I I'm, okay, I'm, okay. I'm with you, but right. I I don't know. I just I feel like if if I'm going to sit down for Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. I'm there for the duration. It's got to be an epic thing. We, when I was at university, I did a drinking game with the extended edition Lord of the Rings for a friend's birthday. Oh, nice. What are some like oh. standout rules? Oh, God. <laughs> um, uh, so every time Frodo falls over. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah. <laughs> the previous guest had the same uh, rule, which as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, my gosh, he does fall all the time, doesn't he? <laughs> like, so much. But uh, one of the big rules uh, was um, each of uh, each of us was assigned a character mm -hmm. uh, who then had individual goals to nice. achieve throughout. Uh, one of the main ones was I was given uh, Boromir. And my okay. friend was given Aragorn. Okay. And during the scene where, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know what happens in the Fellowship of the Ring, just skip ahead 30 seconds. Right, if when you're Boromir doing dies, sentence by sentence. Right. <laughs> uh, we had to do that death scene in front of the television, word for word, <laughs> word perfect. And if we got it, everyone else had to down their drinks. If we failed, we had to down ours. Oh, incredible. We managed to get through, I think, about a third of the way through the two towers before we all gave up and went to bed. <laughs> That's it awesome. Yeah, I, student I imagine with rules like that, I'd get uh, pretty tired pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. 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 It, was, it was a bad idea from the ground up. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how you look at it. I think it sounds like a good idea, but... I mean, it was, it, it was fun for a while, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then everything started to fall apart. People were passing out. We ran out of, we ran out of vodka. <laughs> oh, man, you, if you're using vodka, too, yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, like I said, floor from the ground up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, are we ready to jump into the one sentence to rule them all for the week? I, th I think we've been putting it off for long enough. Let's do it. This is sentence number 14. So if you haven't listened to the first 13 sentences, uh, you can go back and listen to those episodes, but I'll give a brief summary here. Uh, so we know there's this guy, Bilbo. He's got a birthday coming up. He's got mystery in his past, something that gave him a lot of treasure and a lot of uh, youth, like he appears to be younger than he is. Um, people around town in Hobbiton gossip about him and they uh, talk about how eventually this youth and this wealth will have to be paid for. There's some kind of a, maybe he traded his soul for this situation, uh, at least talked about amongst the Hobbits of Hobbiton. Um, and then the last couple of weeks, we learned that he has no friends other than uh, he, he keeps in touch with like some family and as his younger cousins begun, began to grow up um, they became his friends so that leads us to sentence 14 here we go <clears throat> the eldest of these and Bilbo's favorite was young Frodo Baggins um my god what let me read that again The eldest of these and Bilbo's favorite was young Frodo Baggins! 
We did it. I was raising the roof over here. My God. <laughs> we I'm... got to a, a character in the movie. <laughs> Frodo Baggins. Who's this? Who's, who's this character? So he, So we've spent 13 weeks talking about this Bilbo guy. And now I kind of get that that was to set up his favorite is Frodo. So now we know this Frodo guy's got to be important, right? I mean, he has to be. I mean, he's he's the oldest. He's Bilbo's favorite. Yeah. And and we know that, uh, as, as, as we learned last week, Bilbo has no close friends. Right. Apart from these cousins. I do wonder what kind of stuff they get up to, uh, Bilbo and his cousin, Frodo. Uh, who could say? I mean, counting all the treasure? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we we know very limited things about Bilbo at this point. Uh, we, he's 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 a, he's a very secretive man. This this we understand. Yeah, he's got tunnels. We know um, where he stashes his treasure. He's um, unchanged. He's unchanged. I mean, so maybe I Frodo's helping him with his beauty regimen. Maybe. Yeah, he's so, rubbing all cream under his eyes. Maybe that's his secret. It's that's right. it. It's just moisturizing. It's just moisturizing. More <laughs> men need to do this. More men need to learn about this. Is the, he he is a modern man in a backwards village, and they, they just everyone seems to just be. But now he's judging this, him for it. Maybe he's the only one judging. that can afford the beauty regimen because he's got all the treasure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what else are you supposed to do with ill-gotten wealth apart from hey, maybe look after yourself for a while? Exactly. Right. The eldest of these. So there are several cousins who are friends with him. We know that. I wonder if we'll meet the others. That's a good point. Now, in the movies, I can't remember. Are Mary and Pippin technically cousins of the Bagginses? Uh, I think possibly, but like not maybe not blood. Right. Because they've got different surnames. Right. Because they're, it's, We've it's... heard of the Sackville Bagginses, which we know are cousins that aren't so favorable uh oh yeah i mean with a name like sackville i mean a village full of sacks that makes me think of the sacks and bags just ah uh, <laughs> filled with god knows what not treasure um oh. <laughs> we know that at least yeah but so, so pippin is, is is took isn't he he's a he's a took and then mira uh, brandy peregrine buck, took and then mary brandy buck yeah that's it yeah so, I mean, it could be that they're related, but not through blood. I mean, who could say? I mean, we've we've, we've still so many sentences to go, mm -hmm. and we've only just met Frodo, right? So, in the in the UK, do people say cousin ever to just mean like close friend? Because that happens over here uh, occasionally. Um, it's not hugely popular. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's um sort of some of the the slang of london mm -hmm. at the minute would use like cuz to describe a friend uh, because okay, yeah. i think short for cousin mm -hmm. uh but not really that's um I, th I think that's unique to the americas okay yeah uh we do have um <laughs> strangely though if say for example you had a next door neighbor uh who your dad borrowed a lawnmower off right okay so it's that sort of relationship, you know, tip for tat. Yeah. Uh, you might refer to them as an uncle or an aunt. Obviously, okay. they're not really, but mm -hmm. you know, sort of the the con the context there. Yeah, we we we've got uh, some language like that. It's like very close friends of like your parents can be aunt and uncle, even though that's they it. Have exactly that. Yeah. So I'm that just sure muddies it all up. 
Like, I don't even know. Is Frodo even literally a cousin? Can we even trust this guy? I mean, who can say? I mean, <laughs> Maybe he's come out up. of nowhere. In he's come out of nowhere. And like, whoa, Bilbo's favorite. And he's the mm-hmm. oldest. I mean, there's a lot. There's a Which lot in this sentence. Feels deliberate. Maybe Tolkien is trying to say, like, he's trying to get us to trust him. He's trying to get us in Frodo's good graces just to, like, do the bait and switch on us later on. Maybe. I mean, it's it's an early bombshell. So uh, now, now we've got two characters in The Lord of the Rings, Bilbo and Frodo, and then a cool. vague they of Hobbiton. Do we, <laughs> think do we think we've seen the titular Lord of the Rings yet? Now, one of these two men. It's a difficult question to answer because I don't know about you. When I think of rings... Mm-hmm. I think that that could be part of a treasure. Could be part of a treasure. And we know, we know that one man has a monopoly on the treasure. That's true. In Hobbiton. So maybe it's Bilbo, but... I'd say, as of now, Bilbo is the most likely candidate for the Lord of the Rings. We'll, we'll pencil him in as the mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I know in Britain... Uh, the word Lord is used way more than it is here in America. In America, we've got like the musician Lord, we've got landlord, <laughs> we've got our personal Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And other than that, we don't really have use of the word Lord. Um, give me the, give me that British perspective you promised. Uh, when you came on so a, a Lord over here is yeah. basically someone who has ownership of a large tract of land. Okay. So say for example, you were to like buy a field. Mm-hmm. If that then belonged to you, you could, if you wanted to, this is all voluntary, Yeah. but you could name yourself the Lord of these here parts. If gotcha. you wanted to. But it costs money. Like you have to apply for like a certificate, mm-hmm. like, the, the queen has to sign off on it oh you yeah know, I, I have seen on uh i don't know like tiktok or instagram or something like little advertisements for like you can technically be a, a lord if you just buy like this square foot of land or exactly that it's, it's one of those things like um have you seen that people like uh like they na- they can buy a star to be named after them Right, so you can point up at your uh, significant other and say, "Hey, I named that after you," or, or whatever. It exactly, is. Yeah. and much the same way as this. Like you buy like a bit of a, a, a foot square of a mountain in mm-hmm. Scotland, and you're like, "Well, that's me. That's Lord Ethan Lawrence." Lord Ethan Lawrence. That's got a nice ring to it. Maybe you should do it. I'm, I'm tempted now. Now that I've heard mm-hmm. it out loud, it hits the ear right. Lord What's... Chad Oliver. That could work. That could work. I'll look into it. Maybe maybe yeah. I'll buy you attractive land. What's the like most insignificant thing you can own to be considered a lord? I I genuinely think it might be one of those. I mean, you can almost buy it from a supermarket these days. But like, uh-huh. genuinely, like a foot of land in Scotland, like you can't grow on it. It's not arable. It's on the side right. of a mountain. Right. You're not gonna go there because why would you? No road connects to it, and it's in Scotland, so it's obviously raining. Right. So yeah, I think that's. I think that's about as insignificant as it gets. I mean, it's it's not like owning a forest. You'd be the Lord of the Woods. <laughs> that's got a nice ring to it, too. I'd be the Lord of the Woods. Um, you have to buy yourself a forest. So one other thing I noticed in this sentence was uh, another, what I previously would have called a, a misspelling of the word favorite. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> 
Fave our right, I guess. Fave our right. Fave our right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can only apologize for our, uh, for, for our backward spelling. <laughs> it is all good. Um, now, every time, every time I do see, like, um, I, I guess you'd call it like American English. Yeah. Uh, I am sort of struck by just, just slightly simpler. It is just like quality of life mm-hmm. simpler. I feel like it comes down to like, I don't know, maybe even just laziness. Like, I don't want to be writing all kinds of U's everywhere. <laughs> oh, I don't know, because uh, one of the uh, one of the people who was behind this the most was one of your greatest authors, Mark Twain. Okay. Uh, he was super into like, you know, make, making the English language easier to write down. And I mean, he was hardly lazy, he wrote a whole bunch of books. I mean, that's true. <laughs> He's, 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 he's one of your finest. He is the J.R.R. Tolkien of the States. The J.R.R. Tolkien of the States. He just might be. I don't know if he'd be happy with that, but, you know, <laughs> he's the same. George R.R. Martin certainly... Well, he's he's British too, isn't he? I don't know. Where is he from? <laughs> I don't, I'm going to have to Google this now. Yeah. No, he's, he, he's American. I have no idea. I don't think I've ever heard him speak. I was going to say he would like to be the, the J.R.R. Tolkien of the States, but I don't even know if that's true. Uh, he is American. He is American. Okay. Then yes. I'll just go back and say George R.R. Martin would certainly like to be the J.R.R. Tolkien of the States. Is He was born in New Jersey, just so you know. New Jersey. Yeah. I mean, it just, uh, it's so clear to me what inspired his, um, his <laughs> fantastical lands, New Jersey. <laughs> I've never been. <laughs> it is. But, uh, it, there's a big wall there. I understand. A huge um, white wall. A big white wall. I don't even know about a big <laughs> white wall. I just know, like you know, if you're in New Jersey, you just want to be in New York City. Is kind of the stereotype. Like, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, it's way too. It's way too crowded. Um, the New Jersey accent is kind of delightful, though, and like a just loud and obnoxious kind of way so i love it kind, kind of similar to how you portrayed cockneys earlier right right yeah I, that was i shouldn't have done that that's <laughs> yeah, fine I, I enjoyed it now let's see it's like uh now i can't even like think of something to say in a new jersey accent but i'll say when i went to new jersey the first time the first thing i, I went into a restaurant to use the bathroom um because it was a long road trip and uh, the first thing I heard was, uh, Vene, we got customers at the door. <laughs> and I was like, oh Ooh. my God, I'm in New Jersey. <laughs> Vene, Vincent. Vene. <laughs> Just the first word I heard out of a New Jersey in New Jersey was Vinny. And I just, it was the most perfect thing. I mean, how many vowels did they use in the word door? Door. <laughs> door. <laughs> Way more than is in the word favorite or. Uh, <laughs> Maybe Tolkien was onto something. Maybe so. And you know what? Maybe there's more in common between George R. R. Martin of New Jersey and uh, J.R.R. Tolkien than we originally thought. Even outside of the shared middle initials. Right. Speaking of which, um, oh. I think it's time to move on to my favorite segment of the show, J.R.R. What Does It Stand For? Uh, where I don't know what J.R.R. stands for, and I guess every week. I know that the J stands for John. Um, okay. I will attempt a guess at the R. This is like the 10th week in a row. 
I've guessed for the first R. And I will say, I don't think I've done, I need to write these down because I'm starting <laughs> to forget what I've guessed. I will guess Rupert. I'm sorry. It's not Rupert. I'm sorry. The, mm. the quest continues. The quest continues. I'll write this one down so I'll remember for next week. <laughs> not Rupert. Not Rupert. Okay. Um, and this I... has been JRR. What does it stand for? Um, now's the time of the show where typically I do uh, fantasy news of the week, but that well has run dry. I ran out of uh, things to... There's not a lot is happening in the fantasy world these days. Um, do you have an idea of what, what I should do? How should I do my podcast, Ethan? Lord of the Real Estate. Lord of the Real Estate. Every time you have a new guest on, ask them in which city in Middle Earth they'd want to live in. That's not a bad segment. I so... mean, obviously, it's, it's limited shelf life because eventually you're going to run through all of them. Right. Uh, but you know that that might that might get you through to sentence thirty odd. Yeah, that, that that just might work. So if it's me, and I mean it's the only place we've talked about in the book so far is Hobbiton. Of course, <laughs> I I've always loved Hobbiton as it's uh, portrayed in the movies. It just looks like the most wonderful uh, little village in the world. Everyone seems happy. Um, you know, it's the kind of place where nothing ever goes wrong. It's 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 small town. Uh, they they throw it's peaceful, but they, they throw lavish parties. Um, There's so much food going at all times. So much food, so much drinking. Uh, oh, go down lovely. to the the pub and uh, have a pint. <laughs> I guess they don't <laughs> have pints. Like they don't have pints in the uh, Hobbiton, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Because I remember in uh, when they go to Brie in the movies, it's the big thing is Pippin's like, they have pints? Like, <laughs> there's, there's that scene in there where they get a tankard as the size of his <laughs> size of him. Right. Um, what's your answer for that? Where would you uh, see, here's the thing. I, 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 th I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I do think you're right. I think Hobbiton's got it going on. Like, it's it seems such a nice place to be all the time. Like, the weather seems fair. Yeah. As you say, food and drink are plenty. Mm -hmm. Community, yeah. like everyone's hanging out together, and like the only person who sort of everyone sort of dislikes even a little bit is like this mad billionaire. Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> right, right. And like you know, there are worse things. Yeah, you know, at least he's not noisy. It's, that's true. He kind of keeps to himself. It sounds like himself yeah. and his uh, younger cousins. Um, <laughs> the eldest of which. <laughs> we've just met frodo! it's so exciting uh, i can't wait to learn more about this frodo how he's me neither similar to the movies how he's different from the movies um we're on it we're on a journey here Feels do good. you think he'll look do you think he will be described exactly like elijah wood oh that's a good question how would you describe elijah wood uh as he appears in the movies well, he's, he's got to write it down he's got Dark brown curly hair, mm -hmm. like metallic blue eyes, right? Uh, very pale skin. Kind of skin. a boyish uh, charm in his face. Yes, mm -hmm. very pale skin. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's that, that's the, that's those. I think those like are the, the three that I'd be looking for: the hair, the eyes, and the skin. Maybe the toothless grin, just kind of like the, he, <laughs> he smiles without his teeth a lot. 
kind of kind of a posh accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These, these You're are all things to look out for. <laughs> <laughs> Fine then. Keep your secrets. Yes. That was a bit Harry Potter, wasn't it? <laughs> a little bit. I, I could hear the Elijah went through it. Um. Uh. So back to the the re- the Lord of the Real Estate. I think my honorable mention is Rivendell because it seems really peaceful, beautiful waterfalls. Um, very Instagrammable. Very Instagrammable. Um, looks like just the softest linens in the world in Rivendell. Everyone's in a dressing gown all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it might just be a little bougie for me, which is why my my answer is Hobbiton still. But That's the thing. That's, that's a place of the people. And you are a man of the people. I'm a man. I'm a simple man. Just reading a sentence, reading a book one <laughs> sentence at a time. Um, and I really feel like I'm absorbing it way better than I would have if I had just sped read through this whole thing. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I, in the edition I'm using, the, the 50th anniversary edition, mm-hmm. uh, this has taken us to just the first sentence of the second page. Ooh, see, that's next week for me. I can see Ooh. where the next sentence starts, but I don't see a punctuation at the end. So, Oh, and uh, just, just so you know, we start on page 27 in this edition. Okay. I mean, all, 27 pages in 14 weeks is not a bad uh, that's, that's not a bad Incredible, pace. really. It's starting to like slow down because it's been, you know, 27 pages for one week, 27 <laughs> pages in two weeks. So it started to slow down a little bit, but it's still a decent track to get me like uh, well, where I need to go. Put it this way. I, th- I think you were wise to skip over Concerning Hobbits. I think so too. It's it's not um it's not as exciting uh sentences as we're getting. It's pretty um just informative. Yeah, whereas this, I mean the, the sentence this week, my word, what a bombshell. I'm still reeling. I know. Frodo Baggins, the one, the only. The man himself, the man about town. <laughs> the eldest cousin and favorite. Eldest and favorite. And we'll learn more about him next week, I'm sure. Um, oh, I hope so. Ethan, where can people find you online? Uh, so I am at Ethan D. Lawrence, uh, pretty much everywhere. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all those places. Uh, and yeah, check out Afterlife on Netflix. Uh, I'm in that. I play a, a kid who does a lot of dancing, which is always fun. And uh, shoving recorders up your nostrils. And uh... Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Multi-talented. Multi-talented guy. <laughs> Uh, it's a it's a wonderful show, just just very heartwarming and uh, hilarious and sad. Um, oh, thank you very much. We've uh, I've just finished shooting series three, so that'll be coming out at some point. I don't <laughs> no one know ever when. Knows. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's amazing. Like before I started working in uh, in TV, I just I assumed everyone just like had a plan and knew things, but I I find out things about the show I work on. Um, uh, Riverdale I find out things on Twitter all the time yeah I, I imagine that's probably where I'll find out when the release date <laughs> is but I mean we we don't know I mean after after the year and a half we've had I think we might be running out of content finally oh no <laughs> so they might want to just push this out the door as soon as possible that's the British thing though is uh stopping shows when the story's over and then uh, in America we just like to push shows on and on and keep on going. never end season 28 of Grey's Anatomy doesn't matter just keep cranking it out the UK office lasted for two seasons 
we had nine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't even have Steve Carell for the the last one and a half. That's it. My dog's barking too much. (laughs) I think there might be a mailman at the door. Oh, bless. Yeah. Um, and this postman is not a uh, part of my life, like in uh, afterlife. That's one of the things I find so funny about that show is uh, just small town, relationship like with the postman. Yeah, a lot like Hobbiton, small town. Yeah, is that a real town? Uh, uh, it's it's a combination of two different towns. Okay. Um, so uh, the main sort of uh, the main street, the main drag. That's a, um, a town called. You'll love this because it's such a British name, uh, Hemel Hempstead one of the most British things I've ever heard. And the other, most of the other external stuff is uh, St. Albans. St. Orbans. Yeah, St. Albans. I'll, I'll need a spelling of that because I... Uh, <laughs> S-T space A-L-B-A-N-S. Albans. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There we go. Again, another, another frighteningly British name. So British. I thought the name Benedict Cumberbatch was the most British thing I'd ever heard until now. I'll tell you what. Next week, I'll bring some. Uh, I'll bring some UK place names that you are. Oh, you're gonna love it. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> um, well, this has been the 14th sentence of the Fellowship of the Ring. Tune in next week for the 15th sentence of the Fellowship of the Ring. That might be cool.com. You never know.